Good evening, and welcome to the television graveyard. We are your TV necromancers, Noah Houlihan and Laura Prince. We have come here tonight to examine the spirits of past television shows, to find out which ones could be resurrected, should be resurrected, and which ones should just stay doomed. This will be a podcast in which we analyze the history, the hype, and the aftermath of shows that ran only one season, including some that ran only one episode. For this, our spoopy month, we are studying Lucy, the Daughter of the Devil. With me, as always, is TV's Noah Houlihan. Going to Burning Man, going to Burning Man, going to Burning Man, going to Burning Man. If anyone wants to know what the last week of my life has been like, it's been that. Laura's complaining now. Laura's complaining now. Laura's complaining now. <laughs> so this is our second Adult Swim venture. Yes, indeed. Lo- I like this show. It makes me happy. Because I watched it when it came on originally. I was a fan of this show in the college. Uh, I have profoundly mixed feelings toward it. Profoundly mixed. I'm very excited now. Yeah, I have a lot of feelings toward this show. Um, so the background is that it is called Lucy, Daughter of the Devil. Right. Uh, it is about uh, Lucy, Daughter of the Devil. Right. It is created by uh, Lauren Bouchard of Bob's Burgers and Home Movies fame. Uh, you don't say. It was created by the same people that made Bob's Burgers. There's no way you see Bob Burger fingerprints all over this show. Well, kind of like how we talked about how Exticles was a proto-Archer. Mm-hmm. You can see proto-Bob's Burgers. Absolutely. Uh, one of the things, uh, the show is at its best when we are with dealing with the relationship between Satan and Lucy. Yeah, I would agree. And I could see that that's like the proto of... Bob's Burgers really shines when it's dealing with the relationships between the Belcher family members. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's some Bob and Louise, but kind of switched. Yeah, yeah, kind of. I Louise can see is it. Satan and Bob is Lucy. Yeah, yeah. One's normal and one's terrible. And one one is a frightening demon. Yeah. I smell fear on you. <laughs> Not Lucy Dawn of the Devil, Louise Belcher. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this ran 11 episodes. They're about 11 minutes each. Yeah. Because it's Adult Swim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love those... Those half, half hour time blocks. Yeah, it's actually been, this one was uh, really great because as long as Nightmare Ned felt, mm-hmm. I felt like we zoomed through this show. Yeah, this show felt good. Yeah, uh, so the show uh, went to pilot in fall 2005, the night before Halloween actually. Fall 2005? Yes, uh, the pilot aired on October 30th, 2005. I just said mischief night, like uh I'm from New Jersey, yeah, apparently which is the only, only region call it that. that calls it that. Devil's Night, Hell Night, uh, October 30th. Yes. Um, and But the show didn't come to series until September 2007. That makes sense. Yeah, only the pilot aired. But they re-aired the pilot a few times. Like, the pilot aired over huh. that two years, right, that's occasionally. A, that sounds like Adult Swim. Yeah, and then... Uh, it only got the one season, obviously, because we're talking about it tonight. And mm-hmm. it took until 2009 for Bouchard to concede that the show had died. 
Really? They just... Yeah, he got that sweet consolation prize, though. That is true. Of but the Emmy-winning Bob's Burgers. Also, that's like a very Adult Swim thing to be like, hey, are we coming back? Oh. Yeah. We, like, we're super into Xavier now, and we're, we're kind of pumping money into Xavier, the last... I forget the heck that show was called. Uh, so we don't know if we'll have money for you. Now, it got a DVD release. Really? Yeah, in 2010. Really? I don't recall. I feel like I would have bought it. It might have been, uh, I didn't look into the DVD release as much as I did, say, the vinyl for Over the Garden Wall. Okay. Uh, but the, it could have been like a on-demand kind of thing. Because I know Amazon will print certain series on demand, but they're not really in stores because the demand isn't very high for them. It's just weird because that was like prime me buying Adult Swim shows. Because I own all of home movies and I own all of uh, Frisky Dingo. Because I would buy the DVDs for Adult Swim because Adult Swim would have bumpers that were like, you know, buy this and maybe we'll make more. Yeah. That used to be a big thing they would do. And I used to be like, I believe this. My $20 are going to save this show. See, that's interesting because I'm a big home movies fan and I've watched every episode of home movies on DVD with commentary because I'm a commentary junkie. So I would super buy this and watch it with commentary. At least I, I would have back when I had free time. Now that we're oh. watching all of these. Yeah. Uh, it's available on Prime Video as well to buy, which is dumb because Adult Swim will just give it to you for free. Very true. So if you're just going to watch it on demand, watch it on Adult Swim for free. Yeah, if you haven't watched it yet, go ahead and pause this video, head on over to AdultSwim.com and watch uh, watch the movie Star of the Devil. And then... Then you'll hear our thoughts about it. Hey, welcome back. I'm glad you took the time to watch that show. So the pilot, which is now... Well, the only other... The really notable thing is that this was, until 2018, the only Adult Swim show ever to have a female protagonist. That is crazy to me. And, like, when you said that to me off mic, I was like, that can't be true. And then I took a few moments to think... No, it's 100% true. Yep. I I don't think I could name 10 female Adult Swim characters. The only way I could is if you grandfathered in shows that Adult Swim doesn't own. Yeah. I could, yeah, like the Family Guys and Futuramas and of the world. Some of the anime, stuff. yeah. And some of the anime, absolutely. But yeah, uh I don't I I don't think I could name a single female character in Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Yeah, now the only... The Russian Bride, one. I mean, Adult Swim? You can't name a single female character? No, in Aqua Teen Hunger oh, Force. Oh, in Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Okay, I was like... Yeah, I was like, I used to watch that all the time. Because in Adult Swim... I don't think there's any females in that show. There's Dr. Girlfriend. There's Dr. Girlfriend. There's Melissa from Home Movies. There's uh, Debbie and Black Debbie from C-Lab. Bunch of people in Oral Mor... Moral, 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 moral. Yeah. There's a couple in there. Uh, but yeah, it, it's interesting that this was the only... And, and until recently, so there, there's one now? Yeah, it's called uh, Ballmasters 9009. Of course it's called Ballmasters. Uh, it's about a washed-up superstar and notorious party girl who, after a spiral of destructive antics, is demoted to the Leptons, the worst team in the game. Uh, cool. A violent sport that humanity is satiated by. So I, I haven't watched it a lot. 
Did you just did you just say murder game show? I did. Oh, oh guess who's getting really into Ballmasters? This guy. Heard it here first. No Woolhan. Super Big into Ballmasters. Ball <laughs> Let's talk about Lucy though. Dear God. Alright, so the first episode. This is the pilot that airs two years before the show gets picked up for a full season. My first note. Hey, the devil's Bob Belcher. Yeah, yes, indeed. Um, And also, like, very much feels like a pilot. Yes. Because everything in this episode is happening so fast. Yes. Like... We have to establish a lot of things. Yes. So we have to establish this weird kind of, like, lethargic devil... Yeah, who wears Cosby sweaters in a joke that has actually aged amazingly. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's a great sweater. Thanks a lot. Yeah, it's so Cosby. Thanks. Where'd you uh, Where'd you get it? I got it from Cosby. Oh, oh seriously? Uh, yeah, I know him. Oh wow, cool. Yeah. Uh, I don't. He like tries to look approachable and human with these sweaters he got from Cosby, which that's the joke's actually funnier in 2018. Where Bill Cosby's a bad person. Yeah, it's a, it, like we both looked at each other like, oh my god, they knew. Yeah, it was, I mean, we know that like a lot of comedians knew. That's true. This whole thing came from Hannibal Burris. Yeah. All yeah. right, sidetrack. Um, so yeah, we. Well, I, that's a good point because the show is made up of stand up comedian Eugene Marin. Yeah, Merman. Uh, Merman, who I don't think is in the pilot. He is not in the pilot, no. Uh, But Todd Berry. Yes. So. And he plays uh, Ethan, uh, Lucy's boyfriend, who gets uh, unceremoniously killed off. Yes. uh, When we first meet Lucy, uh, Lucy has like an insane dog. Who I love. Who, yeah, of course, is a dog. Uh, And the dog constantly tells this boyfriend... That he should kill himself. Yeah, like, anytime Lucy's not in the room, the dog uh, encourages mm-hmm. her boyfriend to commit suicide. And while Lucy's distracted by being on the phone with her father, because her father's trying to set her up with a senator, uh, this dog just keeps telling this boy to kill himself. You should kill yourself. 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 Dad, I gotta go. I'm going now. We'll talk another time. Oh, 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 oh. wait, wait, wait. Have another drink. I have a favor to ask you. What's the favor? I mean, a present to give you. I have a present to give you. What is it? I want you to go out on a date with a friend of mine who is a U.S. senator. Right? He's rich and he's good-looking, sort of. He's rich? I don't want to be pimped off to some senator. And then when he, she comes back into the room, uh, the boyfriend says, It's all for you, Lucy. And jumps out the window, which is a reference to, to the, the omen. omen. Right. Yes. Um... I didn't know if you knew that. I knew that, um, yes. It's what uh, Damien's nanny does. Yes. It's all for you, Damien. So, it's like a good bit. Yes. Uh, her do- And it's, you know, her and her dad having a really normal argument. Yeah, it's, they do a great job of being like, this is the devil, this is the devil's daughter. They still have... A father-daughter the, relationship. Yeah, the common problems in a father-daughter relationship. Like, he paid for her to go to art school, and, like, he thinks it was stupid. Yeah, he thinks it was a waste of money. 
And she doesn't want to go out with... She was going out with Ethan, and he wants to set her up with a senator, so that's one of the reasons Ethan had to be yes. disposed of. Uh, the mother is, is not uh, Not in involved. the picture. Uh, she agreed to carry the daughter of the devil for a car, yeah. I think was... A Dotson. Yes, for a Dotson. Uh, because we also are introduced to these characters that that are like battle priests. Yes. Because they discover the uh, the prophecy that the daughter of the devil will... or I think they might just say the offspring yeah. of the devil will rain fire on the earth. And it's important to note that there is Eyebrows Priest, yeah. which is also John H. Benjamin doing a really bad accent. That he regularly drops. Yeah, anytime he has to show emotion as this character, he loses it. Uh, Night Vision Goggles Priest. Yes. And uh, I believe it's an African-American priest in the pilot. Yes. Because we don't get uh, the nun, uh, Harry Mary, uh, until the next episode, which is some fantastic recasting. Yeah. Uh, and this, the, the pilot is the the uh, the story of Lucy meets a DJ. Yeah. Uh, she goes to a club and there's this DJ and she gets a thing for him. And his name... Is DJ Jesus. Yep. And he's a super slacker. He's a super slacker. But he is, in fact, Jesus. He is the second coming of the Messiah. His uh, best friend and lackey is uh, Judas. Also voiced by H. John Benjamin. <laughs> yeah, they didn't have, like, a lot of money. Jesus is John Glazer. Oh, is it? Yes. I didn't know that. But, but, uh... Jesus is a DJ. Like, that's his deal. And, like, I feel like there's a pun here we're missing for why Jesus would be a DJ. Is there, like, a song? God is a DJ. Thank you. Life is... Yeah, there was, like, a number of, like... Was that Pink song around in 2005? I think so. Pink's God is a DJ was released in 2003. Okay. We... Pink has been around much longer than we think she has. Oh, I know that. Like, it's, it's been a long time since There You Go, looking pitiful, just because I let you go. Yeah, that song came out in, I believe, the year 2000. Yeah. But, <laughs> it's weird for me to think that, like, H. John Benjamin and this other guy were sitting around listening to Pink, and we're like, hey. Well, I mean... I have an idea for a cartoon. I mean... Think about it, pre, we can curate what music we hear so much now. Mm -hmm. It was much harder to avoid a pop song in the early 2000s. And it's like, I made it through that entire summer without ever hearing Despacito. Yeah, that's true. Because I only listen to my music. Yeah, the the radio was more prevalent in our lives, but... uh... Uh, Yeah, the the voice casting is very economical because there's one more character, uh, Becky. The Devil's Advocate. The Devil's Advocate. What a wonderful, stupid joke. She's a great character, too. Uh, I love her. She's like his, the Devil's assistant, like, yes, manager. And, and she's a skeleton. That's important. She's a skeleton, and also she is voiced by the same person as Lucy, because they only wanted to hire, like, three voice actors. Uh, that didn't click for me until you said that. Yeah, they... I Well, I kept looking into, like, if H. John Benjamin is this many characters... How many people does each other person play? Okay, this makes sense. But uh, John Glazer's only John Glazer, or only DJ Jesus. 
but the uh, night vision goggles priest and Senator Whitehead are the same guy as well. They're both Todd Berry? Uh, no, they're both Sam Sater. No, Todd Berry was... Who is Todd Berry in this show? He only plays Ethan. Really? Yes. Because he's in the credits for all of them. Yeah, and you'd think he wouldn't be, considering they redo the credits for every episode. Yes. That's a fun gimmick with this show. They redo the credits sequence in every episode. Yes. This is my little bit of trivia. Ah. Uh, one of the bumpers when this aired was they were talking about uh, how they gave a budget to uh, make this cartoon and how half of it was spent on musical instruments so that they could make a new theme song every time they made an episode. I, yeah, I mean, I could see that most of the budget to the show went to music. Yeah. Because they do use a lot of real music. Yeah, um, we'll get to that as well. Yeah, but okay. It, it's... There's a lot of music in here to the point that it's confusing. <laughs> so, uh, so we have Satan who's aware mm-hmm. of DJ Jesus's identity mm-hmm. and is going to burn down the nightclub with everyone inside, but he wants to get Lucy out's daughter. Yeah. Well, burns down the nightclub with everybody inside. Lucy does escape with Jesus, yeah. with whom she is making out in the alley. Yeah, they cut to, uh... DJ Jesus sucking on Lucy's horns? Yeah. And I don't know why that upset me so much. I mean, it it's that little bit of, like, mid-2000s, like, ooh, look, we're sacrilegious. Yeah. That, like, Adult Swim likes to do. Well, I'm, I'm going to put this out here again. Like, kind of the same way I have that thing for Joan of Arc. Got that thing for Lucy. <laughs> Maybe I just like fire engine hair. <laughs> I always think it's funny because you're always like into these like darker. Because you always liked uh, April from Parks and Rec. This is true. You're engaged to Leslie Nope. This is very true. <laughs> Which is, I always think, like a very funny thing of like what you think you're going to end up with versus mm-hmm. like what you actually end up with. Yeah, very true. Uh, um, I was not attracted to anybody in this show because. Every male character is terrible. Well, let's talk about the art style just for a minute. Because the art style is very odd. Speaking of no budget. Yeah. uh, It is very inexpensive mid-2000s computer CGI. Yeah. Very geometric. Mm -hmm. Very blocky. Very cheap looking. And, like, it does kind of help it, like, a little bit, like... It doesn't look any better than Reboot. But where Reboot is like, was trying as hard as they could to be like, this is the future. Uh, Loose Daughter of the Devil was just like, everyone who's not a main character has the exact same face. Well, I mean, Reboot also predates Lucy by like 10 years. I know, and I'm saying it doesn't look better than it. Yeah. It doesn't look better than Reboot. It actually, I would say, looks worse. Yeah, that's... Those are the same thing I'm saying, just with different words. I mean, doesn't look better means they could be about on the same level. Uh, Okay, gotcha. Yeah, Yeah. so I was thinking, like, uh, it actively looks worse. It looks worse than, like, Jimmy Neutron. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Jimmy Neutron is a masterpiece next to this. Yeah, Jimmy Neutron. Well, that's something that's about contemporary to it. Yeah, all the extras in this show kind of look like... Do you remember Little People? 
Yes. The little, little people the toys. The Fisher Price little people. Yeah, that we're not allowed to have anymore because kids choke on them. That's what this looks like. Oh, little, little kids choke on those? Yeah. That sucks. Uh, so, moving on. We're still on the first episode. Oh, uh, episode... we're kind of done the first episode. Okay, so then it becomes a series. Yeah. And the show kind of, like, improves greatly in the second episode because it feels more like a show because they're not rushing to establish stuff. Yeah, they, uh, it starts off with the devil doing the most evil thing he can think of. Mm-hmm. Uh, he buys tequila sallies. Yes. Which, which is, is a, like a Chili's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the fr- Shenanigans. He has like franchisees, which are his little like minions. Mm-hmm. Who kind of, they remind me very forcibly of Grim Fandango. Which the show... Yeah, this show really looks like Grim Fandango. Yeah, which also predates this show by, like, ten years. Um, you just looked horrified. I, no, it's just, like, I never made that connection, and they are so similar. Oh, the first... My first note on the second episode is, man, this looks like Grim Fandango. Wow, I never made that connection. My second note is, oh, DJ Jesus is Chris Angel. Yes. Because through the entire thing, he's like... He does what's called a miracle. Yes. Which is like kind of a miracle. And he even sets up later that like, where's the escape hatch? Yeah, it, he, because he is Jesus, he does magic tricks. So there's this weird implication of like, did Jesus actually perform miracles in the Bible? Or was he just doing magic tricks? Yeah, and like, we have these great things with them opening the restaurant and they, we have this very, like, funny father-daughter conversation between Lucy and her father of, like... So, you're just checking in, or...? No, I'm ordering your uh, tequila salad's uniform. Right. So what are you, 10? A 10? 12? What? Oh my god, I'm a 6. Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, really? Yeah, I, I'm... Uh, maybe I don't know women's clothes. I think maybe you don't. Or women's body types, because... There's no universe in Look, which my... I'm a 12. Okay, Lucy... I don't want to order you a six, and then you're going to tell me a week after I get it for you, I need a ten. That's right? not going to happen. That's not going to happen. All right, so between now and the time the six comes in, you should lose 20 pounds. Dad. <laughs> what? And, like, it's a very father-daughter conversation. Uh, since you're bringing it up, uh, this is a theme throughout the entire series, is the fact that Lucy is a little heavy. This is the only time it's brought up and doesn't bother me. Okay. Right. Because it's very realistic parental. I'm not... Because it's not, I think you're fat. It's, I'm not buying you a new outfit if this one doesn't fit. Okay. Like, it's very parenty to me. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason it doesn't bother me. Because it's not, like, a criticism of her the way it is through the rest of the show. Because, like, I, I kind of had that reaction, too, where it was just kind of like, okay, I get this. I get the, the, uh, the devil's being a jerk. Because he's the devil. But uh, later on, someone makes a comment to Lucy about her uniform. She's like, you look good in that. They really poured you into that, though, didn't they? Like, they mentioned that it doesn't fit her right. Right. And I was like, oh. Yeah, they do that a bunch of times during this show. Uh, I really only like, like, two more episodes of this unabashedly. And this is one of them, right? Yeah. Because this is where we see... Escapioki. Yeah, and it's so they set up like a karaoke type thing at Tequila Sally's, and uh, the devil's kind of doing a keep your friends close and your enemies closer. 
uh, he is currently like, he doesn't like that Lucy is now dating DJ Jesus, mm-hmm. but is kind of willing to keep him close to try to like get to him that way. Well, also, be, this is like the big thing is he should be killing the DJ. Yeah. Becky's like, you need to kill the DJ. But anytime he doesn't, his reasons are stupid. Yeah. Because they're like, you gotta kill the DJ. Yeah, but then there's no one to run karaoke at my new restaurant. And they do uh, Shadows of the Night. Yes. I which is a remember. well-known and expensive song for them to be doing. Nobody else We're running with the shadows of the night So maybe take my hand and be alright Some of to me tonight They'll come through in the that pretty good huh yeah it's one of my best ones hey you're great you're well, good you that takes skill i just you know i'm just singing well it's uh, not everyone can sing i mean you got a nice voice you can't go tell baby it's all right you can let me down easy but not tonight we're running with the shadows of the night so baby take my hand you'll be all right Surrender all your dreams to me tonight. They'll come true in the end. It's a super expensive song. And this is when we meet uh, Special Sister Mary. Yes. Because now we have the three special clergy people. Yes. We still have night vision goggles. We still have eyebrows. But now Eugene Mervin is the voice of a, of a murderous nun. Yeah. Who's, who, like, is a total believer in collateral damage. She is killed. So many people to kill the Antichrist. Now, I feel like you don't like this character. Uh, I still like this character at this point. We'll talk about it more. Okay, all right, all right, all right. As we'll I start we'll to speak. We'll I'll start hating this character. But right now, like, she's a crazy murderous nun. And uh, the Shadows of the Night sequence is important because they have this holy relic that's supposed to be able to kill the Antichrist. It was supposed to locate the Antichrist. It's right. the glass eye of St. Agnes? Augustine? Augustine? Oh, no, this St. Elmo's Fires? Oh my god, this is who done it all over again. <laughs> um, uh, of one of the saints. And uh, we're, they're singing a high note in Shadows of the Night, and it destroys the whole world. It relic. shatters the, the glass eye. This is a perfectly constructed episode. Yeah, I like, like this episode There's a lot. a lot of cross lines. You kind of get to know every, all the characters. Like, There's a lot of good, good stuff in this episode. The next episode, however, is my favorite. It is, um, it's set up that the devil wants people to sin more. Oh yeah, this is my favorite episode too. So he opens a sex toy factory. Sinspirations. Yeah, Sinspirations. And, uh, Lucy wants to help. Yes. And they have a couple of great conversations. Uh, this is the point where I would like you to put in the conversation that they have. Yes. About uh, Lucy's habits, so to speak. Where are you? Uh, I'm at my dildo factory. You have a dildo factory? Yeah, of course. It's inspirations. I know Sinspirations. You do? Yeah, I actually wrote a letter to them once. I had this amazing idea for Whoa, 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 whoa. Daddy doesn't want to hear baby's ideas about dildos. No, it's a vibrator. It's the one... No, 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 no. I don't want to hear this. Thank you. Dad, so prudish. I'm a big, big masturbator. I thought you knew that about me. It's kind of my thing. Bye. You know what? I would love to come in and do product testing. Bye. I shut my phone. Oh, do you have a bring your daughter to work day? (laughs) 
right, you knew about this. Uh, it's so funny. <laughs> I have a quote. Uh, Daddy doesn't want to hear baby's ideas about dildos. <laughs> that I actually wrote down because I thought it was very funny. Uh, the theme song in this one is like a cutesy nature video. Yeah. It's very fun. And then they do essentially uh, Willy Wonka with sex toys. <laughs> Come along. It won't be long till you're giving in to inspiration. Have a touch. You have a taste because this is an official invitation. If you want it all, you can have it all. If you have a dream, use these fabulous machines, these sinspirations. Yes. But instead of picking off the children one by one, the devil kills all five of them by accident in one fell swoop. Oh, well, there's some inaccuracies there. Uh, basically, uh, Lucy ends up being the slug worth of this because she has a lot of ideas. But she needs a motor. On, on Yeah, on making a dildo, but she needs a motor, so she asks the kid to take one. And she put it in her pocket and find me. Uh, and then there's a box labeled motors. Uh, she picks one up, and the devil just goes, Thief! And hits her with a dildo, and she falls into a vat of lava? I thought it was like molten plastic. Maybe it was molten plastic. And then another one falls into a bunch of dildos and gets impaled. Yeah, well, I thought all the kids died as a chain reaction in that sequence. <laughs> well, the, the first one definitely dies because the devil hits him with a dildo. Yes. Um, I Do you ever bring your daughter to work day? <laughs> uh, so this was like a good episode. And it's uh, one of the last episodes Lucy feels like the protagonist of the show. Yes, th- this is also the episode where Jesus is... Go- is- Doing a miracle. Is doing a miracle. He's holding 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 his his arms arms out out for three days straight. Three days to break the record. To break the... Oh, (laughs) Oh, God. And I I need to to point this out. It's 2007 when this is out, right? Yeah. Is Chris Angel a thing? Or are we still in David Blaine territory? Because this is like... Like, I forget when David Blaine, like, froze himself and, like... Had just stood on top of the pillar for three days. But, like, there was that whole span of time where David Blaine sitting around was the big thing. So, uh, Chris Angel's big stunt about the water torture in Times Square was in 2002. Yeah, that didn't get a lot of press, though. That was, because that happened at WWE New York. Yeah, I mean, he had a bunch of television specials in the interim, uh... In 2002, he had Postmodern Illusionist. In uh, 2003, he had a Supernatural special. Um, so in 2000, and 2005, started Mind Freak. Okay. Which means Chris Angel was, like, becoming a thing. Because, so this And is... was rife for parody. Okay, alright. When the show... And this is also, like, peak David Blaine time thing. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was just curious about. Um... And so he's holding his arms out for a really long time. To break the record. To break the record. 
he starts hallucinating and he imagines dogs eating Judas, which yeah. is a very interesting scene to me. Because, like, he refuses to put his arms down while he watches his best friend die. Yeah. I was like, like, there's something, like, very just interesting about that scene. And uh, he asks Lucy to make a dildo of him to celebrate him breaking the record. And while this these kids dying was the, uh, like, brought the stock way down, him beating the record with this dildo at, as commemoration shoots the stock back up. Yeah, it's that, it kind of has that weird, like, symbiotic relationship between good and evil and religion. Yes. Uh, really down in this episode. <laughs> We see, and it sets up the fact that the rest of the series, essentially, feels like it's more about the relationship between Jesus and the devil. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is the last episode I feel like Lucy's the protagonist. Yeah, I I get you. I get you. And this is when the show starts to go downhill after this episode. Uh, I do want to include the wonderful line of, uh, we we feel like the world could fall into chaos if people just masturbated a little bit more. Our research has shown that men could not possibly masturbate more. But women, women, we could get them to Yeah, they more. needed to masturbate 8% more. Yes, 8% more. And of course, Lucy's uh, dildo of... Uh... <laughs> if you don't like that, you're gonna hate this. I don't get it. That's the part you have sex with. I don't think you're right. Well, that's the part I'd have sex with. Alright, will you delete it? I don't want to look at it. Make it a screensaver. Uh, episode four is... Going to Burning Man, going to Burning Man, going to Burning... I have no rhythm. Uh, I am the whitest white. Becky's in the backseat. Becky's Becky's in the backseat. But basically the the main plot here is... uh, A sandstorm will destroy everyone at Burning Man unless... The foretold DJ performs. So all the devil has to do is stop the DJ from performing. Yeah. But because he's the devil, he has to do it through temptation. Yeah. Instead of just, you know, not. You're putting him in a box. Yeah. So um, the theme song is this like hands around the world live aid parody. Yes. Dirty, filthy hands around the world. (laughs) Yeah. Wash my hands. Look at all the always refers to the devil as Lucy's dad. Yeah. <laughs> Never realizes his name. Just, hey, it's Lucy's dad. Yeah, it has that that accent that's like kind of odd and also slips a lot. Yes. Uh, the, the voice acting in this. Uh, H. John Benjamin is great as the devil, but not great as anything else. Eugene Merman is very good as Mary. As <laughs> Mary. Uh, and then Becky and... Uh, Lucy are good, but, like, they're also less challenging roles. Yes. Uh, But the reason I keep singing this song is uh, the devil keeps tempting Jesus away, or Jesus away, but Jesus is like, no, I have to get to Burning Man, I have to get to Burning Man. And eventually, 
explains what Burning Man is to the devil. And the devil's like, wait, this sounds awesome. So he just drives the DJ to Burning Man so he can be at Burning Man. Driving to Burning Man. Driving to Burning Man. Burning Man, Burning Man. Burning Man. Back is in the backseat. Back is in the backseat. 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 Yeah, and Becky's like furious. Yeah, because he's ruining everything just because he feels like going to Burning Man. Yes. Uh, but I think this is great because, like, as stupid as this sounds, uh, basically what happens here is the DJ tempts the devil to give up his plan to do something cool. Successfully. Yeah. So I think that's good writing and stuff like that. However, Lucy's not in this episode. Lucy and Judas are at Burning Man. Yeah. Just trying to, like, make excuses. Yeah. Lucy's, like, covered in paint. Yeah. Uh, she ends up dancing with one of the priests that's yeah. supposed to assassinate her, who's, like, on mushrooms. Because they find mushrooms and, uh, uh, Sister Mary kills a backpacker. Yes. And they eat the mushrooms they find in the backpacker's bag. <laughs> well, they had mushrooms. And, uh, well, they're a burning man, so I'm pretty sure you guys know that they were not, in mm-hmm. fact, regular mushrooms. So, it was a, this one's pretty good, mm-hmm. um... But uh, the next one is a weird one. Uh, this, it's starting to, what, what is the next episode before I... Uh... Uh, Terry the Teratoma. Okay. Th- this is a good point up to bring up now before we get into Terry the Teratoma. At times, this show feels very much like the fifth element. Where okay. you have the devil as a player... You have G, uh, DJ Jesus as a player. You have these uh, battle... Special clergy. That's the special what clergy. Called. You have the special clergy as a player. You have Lucy as a player. Uh, and you have Becky as a player. And like... They're at odds, but not really aware of it. Yeah. And they're constantly just kind of just missing yeah, each Yeah, they're other. constantly running parallel without intersecting. Yeah, so they're always like kind of like right next to each other... And they're all they're kind of involved in the same story, but they're unaware of each other. Yeah. it's And which I appreciate. Yeah, and it's really fun. I do wish it had paid off at any point, but that's what a probable season that never happened would have done. Yes. Uh, so this next one is Jesus writes a book. Yes, Lacey. About his, uh, his girl, he and his girlfriend, Lacey. Yeah, it's fictional. It's uh, very thinly veiled to be about Lucy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and kind of starts the... Uh, it also has the line of like, No, it's not you. Uh, she's tall and thin and willowy. Which you are not. Yeah, and it's very, like, again with the fat shaming. Yeah, it's... It, there's a few lines that, like, it's a real bummer uh, when they, they say things like that. Uh I, I will have more comments later about it. Yeah, it's it's a real bummer that this is the only female protagonist that Adult yes. Swim has ever had. And she's fat shamed and sidelined constantly yeah. in her own show. Uh, because, again, she's not, like, super uh, featured in this episode other than the fact that she has this fight with the DJ. And now they're not on good terms. 
Yeah, and this show, uh, this episode had, like, three plots Mm -hmm. that really didn't intersect very much. Yeah, they kind of do, because, uh, the devil has this teratoma that... Removed, that becomes sentient. Yeah, it has teeth and hair and, uh... Like, has powers as they're discovering. Yeah, it can cause, like, electrical fires and stuff. Uh, and, uh, Becky kind of falls in love with it. Because it's decisive and, uh, goes for its goals, unlike the devil. But she's, (laughs) she's holding it (laughs) against her chest. And he's like, and he's like, I'm killing, I'm killing the DJ. Oh, I'm killing. You killing him? Killing him good. Kill him. Oh, God. Kill him faster. Oh, no. Kill him harder. Oh, Kill him harder. Him. Oh, God. She rolls Terry down her chest towards her crotch as the camera moves away. Yeah, because I was like, I don't think they had an idea of what they were going to do after that. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, they have this, like, quasi-sexual relationship with Becky and Terry. Um, and it's because Terry represents the thing that the devil hasn't been doing. He's yes. decisive. He's going after the DJ. Mm-hmm. And, um, the special clergy also ha- are fighting about a book club. Oh, yeah, there's a whole side plot about a book club. Yeah, and then Mary poisons the book club. Yes. Because she kills people. Like, that's her whole gimmick. <laughs> that's what she does. Because it's Adult Swim, and if there's not a character... Who commits acts of violence as a punchline, it's not a show. Here's the thing. I find this hilarious as someone who went to Catholic school. The idea of a murderous nun, like a nun who is vengeful, is so funny to me. And like, she's... It comes up later, like, that she just does it and then feels bad. Like, she stabs someone with an ice pick. And they're like, stop! And she's like, sorry, instinct... She doesn't seem to feel that bad. It seems... I always think she's just doing the, like, oh, my bad. Well, she feels bad because she got scolded. Yeah. But, like, it to me, as someone who's dealt with nuns, that was just, like, funny for me to see. Ah. Uh, so, <laughs> th- this is another one of those moments that uh, I used to quote a lot in college, where uh, the devil's starting to get wise of, like... That Terry's kind of doing a better job at being the devil than him. Yeah. So he's like, ah, let me uh, show you around the kitchen. Yeah, we got a walk-in. We got a couple of microwaves over there. Stainless steel. Uh Uh-huh. Hola. Oh, yeah, and uh, there's the deep fryer. Ah! Bastard. (laughs) He just throws Terry into the fryer. It's like, well, done with that. Done with that and that plot. Yeah, that plot's over. Uh, And then uh, Lucy serves Terry to the DJ, who is a vegan. Right. (laughs) Is that a tooth? And that's how that episode ends. Yeah, and I guess that's how they, like, remake amends. Well, like, I think this is to establish that Lucy is capable of evil. Yeah. Because we haven't really seen it until this moment. You have to really push Lucy mm-hmm. and make her mad. Um, the next one's the human sacrifice one, and I know you really like this one because it's a stand-up comedy episode. I do so love this episode. Uh, it's a comedian episode. Yeah, basically, uh, the devil makes, like, the senator returns. I know we haven't talked much about the senator, 
But Lucy is supposed to marry the senator, and the senator's going to become president. Yep. And one of the ways that they become powerful is through a human sacrifice. And uh, he has a get-together, and he says something along the lines of, like, The big sacrifice at Bohemian Grove! Oh, two sacrifices in one week? Master, you have to come. I mean, this one is just like friends and family, but but Friday's the real one. Oh, uh, yeah, fine, fine, I'll come. Half of Washington is flying in. Hey, I said I'll come. Right. Oh, two in one week? Oh, you're killing me. Yeah. All right, it's fine. also very weird, because this is the first time, like, with the relationship between Senator Whitehead and Satan is that, like, Senator Whitehead is a Satanist. He's supposed to worship the devil. Mm-hmm. But it kind of feels like he's wagging the dog a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, but that's kind of the devil's character, is the devil doesn't actually want to do anything. Yeah, and it also, like, Senator Whitehead also just wants to do whatever he wants. Yes. Uh, so while he's at this party, this stand-up comedian comes up to the devil and's like, I want to be the best comedian. How can I, like, sell you my soul? Or uh, something? I just really want to be the great comedy. He's like, yeah, we'll do the paperwork, whatever. And then, like, the devil just writes jokes for him? <laughs> and they're all really, like, hacky poop jokes? They're all just the worst jokes. There's a great moment where Becky's trying to talk to him, and the devil's trying to write jokes. And there's something really funny about, like, someone selling their soul to the devil for something for a service and then the devil actually having to provide that yeah like it's not a snap of the fingers i have magic powers it's like all right i can write some jokes yeah and they're what he finds funny which we establish are like poop jokes (laughs) things poop's really funny it's so (laughs) watching this comedian later perform the devil's jokes at the human sacrifice at the human sacrifice is it slays me like just watching someone do bad comedy that you know is bad and the devil's the only one clapping oh god please put your hands together for our opening act you've seen him on premium blend folks please welcome the very funny reggie goldstein yeah all right let's keep it going for satan huh Keep it going for him, Satan! Hey, I gotta tell you, I gotta ask you, has this ever happened to you? You're in the bathroom, like a public bathroom at the mall or something, and some guy's in the stall next to you, right, taking a big old dump, and, uh, and uh, he does that thing where he's coughing because he's trying to cover up the noise, but this guy, he's kind of missed the timings a little up, so he's like, <laughs> It's like, what's going on? It's like a badly dumped karate movie. Uh, yes. Um... Yeah, yeah, you ever, ever uh, do, do that, that thing, thing where, where uh, you got to wipe your ass and, uh, and uh, the Oh, stop. No, we're going in circles. Is someone doing comedy? These people are monsters! Shh! Uh, you ever take a so big you take a photo of it? Yes. Um, you know, it's like, whoa, look at that thing, I gotta get a picture of that. <laughs> um, uh, oh boy. Uh, well, uh, that's, that's all, all my time. time. Uh, 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 good night. <laughs> all right. Uh, that was uh, Reggie Goldstein, everybody. A little too hip for the room. That's funny stuff. You'll be talking about that tomorrow. It really just And he's like right. fidgety like a first time comet. Yeah, you mean messes with the mic stand. Oh, it's so good. It's so perfectly done as a comedian. It, they they nail like bad open mic comic. Yeah, it's 
painful. Uh, now, what, what's happening here is there has to be another human sacrifice. Uh, so they're trying to get they the DJ. Get, they try to make it the DJ. So the DJ's like in this cage, you know, doing DJ stuff. And both Lucy and the DJ are going. And they're both lying about going to an orgy. Yeah. Because they keep bringing up Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah. Did you see Eyes Wide Shut? Need those masks. Yeah. Well, that's the special clergy. Yes. Because uh, everyone's converging on this. Yes. Human sacrifice, also orgy. Yeah, it's one of those moments where, once again, everybody's, like, just about place. to cross. Yeah. Uh, and they're about to sacrifice the DJ, but the DJ gets out because he's an escape artist. That's what he does. And Lucy's, like, one of Lucy's only lines in this episode was, like, you put an escape artist in a, in a cage. cage. What did you think was going to happen? <laughs> and uh, with no one left to sacrifice, uh, the senator kills the stand-up comedian. Yep. It's, uh, it's not a super great... It's great to me. To me, this is like... I was going to say super great ending. It's not a great ending. Uh, but like, it's, it's funny to me that it ends with the three of them in the car going home. I think it's also Senator Whitehead's in the car. Yeah, because his car wouldn't start. Yeah, so it's all four of them. It's all four of them. This is a disaster. Because like, Whitehead's car wouldn't start, so then it's just, Mm -hmm. you know, and the most we see Lucy all episode. Yet Lucy's really sidelined. She's in the next episode more, but it's incredibly problematic. Uh, is this the senator's son? The senator's son. Who is a pedophile. Oh, uh, no, a sex offender. He's yeah, a sex he's a offender. sex offender and a creep. And a creep. And he is in the back crafting a Lucy out of meat. Yeah, he crafts a meat s- doll out of Lucy to have sex with. To have sex with. But also, real Lucy is trapped in the fridge. Yeah, they. She, she's yeah. literally stuffed in the fridge to get rid of her for the episode. Yeah, how about that? Yeah. but I noticed right away. <laughs> but we see more of her in this episode than we do in other ones. Great. This is, like, this episode really started to get me to turn on the show. Yeah, because also... The like, fat shaming There's another fat shaming comment where she's like, yeah, we need more meat for your thick thighs or something. Yeah. Oh my god. Ted, what are you doing? I'm going to work on my meat. Um, what are you doing that for? You're a little heavier than I thought. It's the way I'm sitting. I tell you, there's nothing like working from a live model. You know, it's not easy to sit up straight. Yeah, but could you? Like, this is this was the episode that I really kind of started to turn on the show. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of, like, sex offender jokes. Yeah. Where sex offender is a punchline. Because uh, they, they discover a... A website where you can see where, where sex, sex offenders live. live. And Becky says something like, it's like the world's worst dating website. Yeah. Which is like an okay breaking the tension type of joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if it had ended there, it would have been fine. But what ended up happening was the devil realizes that the locations of all the sex offenders almost looks like a smiley face. So let's reorganize them to make it say something funny. Yeah. And Becky's kind of into it, which is new. Like, she's usually all business, but she thinks this is fun. 
And what ends up happening is a bunch of sex offenders show up to support the senator at a... Uh, a school where he's, like, kissing babies. Yeah, at a school uh, and trying to do, like, a political rally. And this is one's a little gross. Yeah, I really didn't... This this episode really got me to start, like... It's when it started to feel like an adult swim show mm-hmm. in the bad way. And because... Uh, one of the ways I would describe this is Lucy's very megafied. Yes. Because, like... Took me a moment to realize what you meant by... But, like, Family Guys. Family Meg. Guys, okay. Meg. Because Lucy keep is locked in this closet, or locked in this this freezer, and is saying things like, people are going to notice I'm missing. And he just keeps saying things like, you must be a terrible bartender. No one has realized you're gone. And, like, Jesus is like, I don't know where Lucy is with my mozzarella sticks. Let's go film somewhere else. Like, there's a lot of moments of just, like, Nobody cares about Lucy. Yeah. And this is one of those things where it's like, it's so fixable. She should, because she's tied up in the closet, she should snap and kill this guy. Yeah. And it would have been a really good character moment for her. Yeah. I, I, like, I don't think she gets away. Yeah, I think it just like resets to status quo in the next episode. Because we also get rid of the bus boy. But yeah, but why do we get rid of the bus boy? I don't remember. How does this episode end? <laughs> I don't remember. Should we take the time to look this up? Okay, so we just rewatched the last minute of the episode <laughs> because we were curious as to how it ends. Uh, it ends with Jesus has been doing food origami, or yes. D- the DJ has been doing food origami, which is an incredibly unimportant side plot. Mm-hmm. And it's the bus boy takes the origami chicken from Jesus and goes, "You're really nice," and starts to make it into a. Jesus doll. Do a Jesus, and then, yeah, that's just, Lucy never gets out. Yeah, the last shot is Lucy sitting in the fridge next to the meat doll, and then the meat doll's head falls off. Yes. So the episode's unresolved and dumb. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like they could have done some nice character work here, and had Lucy snap and have agency, but uh, they, they this is a missed uh, opportunity here. This show starts to feel like a missed opportunity throughout here. Uh, episode 8, none of the actual characters are in except for the special clergy. Yeah, and I, I'm okay with this episode. I think it's it's weird that it's that we don't see anyone but them. But I like them as characters. So it's just them fighting... Uh, uh, vampire Choir Vampire boys. Choir Boys. And they also sing a very expensive song. Oh my god, I can't remember what they sang. Get money yeah uh, when it comes to licensing music yeah like the altar boys sing very expensive music it's it's a fun little episode <laughs> it's nothing important to me well i love the part it's it's a stupid joke but uh sister mary is crucified on a, a cross and uh the altar boys are draining her of her blood and she starts screaming, you will never turn me! 
And, oh, uh, yeah, this conversation's funny. <laughs> and the lead kid vampire's like, You can't make me drink your androgynous yet powerful juices. We're not trying to. Well, good, because I don't want it. And we agree. Yes, finally. We agree to agree. We'll just agree to agree then. Yes. You, me, and I. No. Even your blood. No! Less talking, more dying. No, more talking, less dying. Just shut up and no, die. No, let's keep talking. All you have to have do you is Have you seen any movies lately? What? Have you gone to see any movies? No. What's your favorite TV show? Yeah, it's a very, like, silly fun. You'll never turn me. You're right. You're right. <laughs> it's like the very protest too much. Yes. Um. I thought this was real fun. And they they end up like killing all the vampires with like sun lamps, with like bug zappers. With bug zappers, yeah. It's just, it's it's not, you know, Lucy centric. We don't get a lot of new information. And by not Lucy centric, you mean literally she's not in it. Well, like, the, there's no storyline with Satan or anything. like no, that. No, there's it's no. Just, hey, let's spend some time with the special clergy, and like we do get some. Like, we're spending time with them, we learn a little bit more about them. Right. We care a little bit more about these characters. Because, like, Goggles barely talks. Yeah. So, like, having a moment where they're all kind of together and doing an episode, I think it's fine. Yeah. You know, had this been a traditional half-hour show, there would have just been also ten minutes of Lucy doing something. Yeah, it, she would have been the B-plot. Yeah, so, like, I think this is fine. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, then the next one is the Nightmare on Elm Street episode. Oh, the Dreams episode. Yeah, where uh, Satan and Becky are pushing this like white noise infomercial dream machine mm-hmm. that helps you go to sleep. And uh, the whole thing is that if you die in your dream, you die in real life, much yes. like Nightmare Before Christmas. So the devil's trying to kill... <laughs> no. Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm in my home and there's Nightmare Before Christmas stuff in here. Uh, but I want to point out that they make a commercial for this, like, white noise machine. And Becky's in it. And Becky's in it, but because she's a skeleton, she has, like, fake googly eyes in her skull. It's very funny. <laughs> so, there's, like, an entire sequence where it's just H. John Benjamin talking to himself. Yeah, because... Because there's no voice actors in this show. <laughs> but basically, the dream machine, when you fall asleep, allows the devil to enter... And decide and discover what your greatest fear is, and then uses your greatest fear to kill you. Right. Uh, while this is happening, uh, Lucy is kind of laying into the DJ for being a slut. Her words. Yeah. Uh, because he's an attractive DJ, so there's always beautiful women dancing around him. And uh, the DJ says, uh, "You know, I understand. I'm sorry. I'm just getting a little claustrophobic." And Lucy's like, I gave you plenty of space. She's like, no, I'm literally claustrophobic because we're in a closet right now. How can you be claustrophobic? You're an escape artist. All escape artists are claustrophobic. That's why we escape. Yeah, I mean, it kind of makes sense and it's kind of cute. Yeah. Um, and it's also when he really pushes the, like, David Copperfield, Chris Angel thing. Yeah. Uh, where he's, like, trying to find the escape hatch when they set up, like, a trap for him. Yeah, it, they... You, if you die in your dream, you die in real life. So... Uh, in a dream, he buries the DJ alive. Right. Oh, man. 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 Oh,
Ladies and gentlemen, we've come to witness CJ Jesus attempt the most dangerous escape of them all, the resurrection. CJ Jesus will be placed into this sarcophagus, which will be lowered into this freshly dug grave. And this backhoe will bury him under 10,000 cubic feet of dirt and a bit. How are you feeling? I'm totally unprepared. Oh my god, it's a tight feeling here. Well, Craig, sealing you up now. Sealing you up now? Uh, what's the trick? Uh, don't I have some trick to get out of here? I sure hope so. <laughs> Lucy's dead? Bye-bye, Oh my god. Hey, don't... No! No! Uh, when they actually pulled the stunt for real, there was like... A little apartment underground. What are we talking about right now? Chris Angel or David Copperfield pulled the like buried alive. I, I or was it the frozen in the block of ice? David Blaine did it, and he was like he wasn't buried under dirt; he was buried under water, so you could see him the whole time. Uh, and uh, he also did the the frozen alive thing. And according to the mass magician. He, there was a body double that him and uh, David Blaine would switch, and there was a little apartment. I don't believe that to be true. I think it's funny. Uh, I I honestly think David Blaine stood in that block of ice, uh, because I don't think it's that hard. Okay. <laughs> so why wouldn't he? Uh, but it plays on that idea. Yes. Because the DJ is looking for like, where's the escape hatch? Where's the secret room? Mm-hmm. So Lucy's whole job in this is to catalyze that conflict. She's just not, like, in this a lot. Well, she ends up saving his life. Right, she is. Because she wakes him up out of the dream. She breaks the thing and uh, wakes him up. The same thing happens with uh, the father, who uh, his greatest fear is maggots. Yeah. Uh, And uh, he keeps having a dream where maggots come out of his skin. He wakes up from the dream, kisses his rosaries, and then it happens again. Right. Uh, so he ends up accidentally choking on the rosaries, and Sister Mary comes in, breaks the thing, and wakes him up. Yep. Uh, it's it's an okay episode. Yeah, I mean, it's not the worst. I mean, it's, you know, they get to do dream stuff, which is always fun. There's some, like, very odd uh, animation choices here. Yeah. Uh, because as the the father is uh, describing the maggots, the maggots appear behind him and it's claymation. Yeah. So, it, like, Lucy Daughter of the Devil does this sometimes where it goes from, like, this weird CG to weird claymation to weird, like, almost South Park uh, construction paper cutout. Yeah. The next one, the penultimate episode, if you will, uh, is at the... Uh, the DJ, Judas, and Lucy go to an abandoned Catholic school girl. Like, Catholic girl's school. Because he wants to re-remix a song. Yes. It's re-remix. But he wants to be alone, somewhere isolated. Yes. Yeah, so he ends up doing it in a swimming pool, and it turns out it's haunted. But the DJ is just kind of down with that. Yeah. And, like, they replace all of his records with this one song. And he's like, this song is perfect. It's exactly what I was looking for. Uh, the ghost girls fat shame Lucy a bunch. 
now, th- this is something I want to bring up here. Because this is... I had a moment here where I found this very interesting. There's a moment where the ghosts are kind of screwing with everybody. They mm-hmm. screw with Judas, they screw with the DJ, and they screw with Lucy. And Lucy walks by a mirror. Yeah. And in the mirror, she's fatter than she actually is. And right. she gets upset and runs away. I kind of took that to mean that despite the fact that a lot of people say that she's heavy, she is very comfortable with her body. Right. Which I think is nice. Yeah. Like, you know, people say that she, you know, you should be wearing a 12 and she chooses to wear a 6. And she's happy with how she looks. Yeah. They could have done a better job, but I still think it's nice that it's in there. I mean, that's the most charitable interpretation you could possibly take toward that. So good for you. Um, I think it's crappy. I think it's crappy and fat shamey and... Kind of later is justified as the ghost girls are revealed to have not been very nice girls. Yes, it is revealed that uh, not only were they not very nice, they weren't very nice to Sister Mary. Who straight murdered all of them under the influence of a lifeguard who turns out to be the devil. The devil tempts her into murdering these girls. Uh, So... Implying she went into the clergy as, like, atonement. Yes. But also really likes killing. Uh, So, you know, that's a little bit of backstory on who Sister Mary is, why she kills, and things like that. Uh, Judas and uh, Lucy both decide that something needs to be done about Jesus because he's becoming, like, angry as he stays in this pool remixing stuff. And they call an exorcist, and it turns out to be the special clergy because they need to make money on the side. Uh, Sister Mary doesn't want to go. Right. Sister Mary ends up away from the group, gets to the pool, there's all the ghosts there, so she throws a pipe bomb in it. Yep. Picks up the DJ. Clubs the DJ in the head. Yes. Throws him over her shoulder like a sack of potatoes. And I also want to point out, we see a character return who we haven't seen uh, in several episodes. Lucy's dog! Oh yeah, Lucy's dog is in this one. But... Sister Mary just walks by all the other characters and goes, and that's it. That's the only explanation they, she gives. Well, and then there's a very expensive looking explosion shot. Yes, as they all flee the school as it explodes. Uh, it's a fun episode. It's a weird episode. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of a fun one. It furthers Sister Mary's backstory a little more. Um, it's kind of like the Scooby-Doo episode a little bit. Okay. Like uh, it's their Scooby-Doo uh, and that brings us to the final episode. Which is kind of fun. Yes, it is, there's a weird monster that is destroying... San Francisco. San Francisco. Uh, and everybody has a bit of a different relationship with it. The senator wants to destroy it because destroying a monster would make him look really good and running for president. The devil wants to keep it as a pet. Uh, the DJ wants to beatbox for it. Because he believes that's the only way no, to stop it. Beatboxing does bother him. Dude, there was proof of that? Yeah, they showed that the monster was troubled by the beatboxing. Mm-hmm. And that's why the Pope keeps saying beatbox into a microphone. Well, yeah, the Pope is on tour of America with the, with special, the clergy. special clergy. So they very subtly 
take him to take pictures of the, the full, full house house. house. It's a, that's a cute bit. Because that's, like, the thing everybody our generation knows is in San Francisco. I'm like, there it is. I don't really care. What? I I thought that bit was very funny. Um, yes, but they end up face-to-face with the monster, and the Pope tries to beatbox at it. By going, beatbox, beatbox, play the clip. Going on over there. <laughs> Pass the mic. Pass the mic. Your holiness, pass the mic. You must pass the mic. It's basic etiquette. Pass the mic. I, I got it. I got it. No. Please. Beatbox. Beatbox. You can't just keep saying beatbox. Why not? Pass the mic. Nein. Please. I implore you, your eminence. Oh, God. Pass the mic. It's rude not to. And then, uh... Sister Mary tries to shoot it a bunch, but they're in the Pope Mobile, which is bulletproof. It's bulletproof glass. Um, and Lucy has had an argument with Senator Whitehead about how like she would never yeah. be with him. Yeah, because she hates him. She hates him. Uh, he's upset. He's kind of like mad at. Uh, I was gonna call him Bob. Uh, he was really mad at the devil because. You know, Lucy's supposed to rule by Senator Whitehead's side, and mm-hmm. she's not in for it. Um, and then... Oh, the senator's totally the health inspector from Bob's Burgers. Yeah, I that can see that. just clicked. I could see that. Or you think it's the same voice actor? Same voice actor. I'm going to have to look it up. Yes. That yeah. that just clicked him on. And I'm pretty sure Fenton from Home Movie. He's Hugo. Yeah. In Bob's Burgers. You're totally right. Yep, that uh, makes sense to me now. Uh, so, uh, there's one moment where the DJ is trying to appeal to the senator, saying, like, I can stop it with beatbox. And the senator's naked. And they're like, why are you naked? He's like, ah, I woke up naked on the docks and came straight to work. Yeah. And I thought that was hilarious, because I was like, oh, he's a drunk. Yeah. No, it turns out he's the monster. Which we find out when Lucy rebuffs him. Yeah, it makes him angry. Yeah, and he goes like full nice guy, where he's like, "I'm really nice." Oh, I got rebuffed by a woman. Turn time to turn into a giant evil flesh monster. Yes. Um. Uh, now the the devil's plan is to blow up a bridge, and then has he has these boats that will capture, uh, the the monster. And Becky is very into him blowing up the bridge. Very into it. Yeah. Yeah, like it's a part of Becky's character that I think we would have seen more of in other seasons Mm -hmm. um yeah so uh they they end up defeating the monster and uh lucy ends up ultimately defeating yeah lucy defeats him uh because she's the best and you see him fall off the (laughs) the bridge uh and we end on a really good character moment. Yeah, it's an interesting moment that I almost feel like ends up being ruined. Four-star general, Lucy? Huh? No. Four? No. That's the highest they go. I don't care. Well, there's a five. There is a five. Dad, the answer is no. Look, he's not going to turn into a monster, I promise. Ow! Dad? Oh, my leg! Dad? Oh, my God! Oh, my God, Dad? <laughs> I'm kidding. <sighs> you believe that? I did. You did. Well, I've kind of... <laughs> I've kind of had a bad experience <laughs> recently. 
in that area. I would think you'd be a little sensitive to that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Listen, put on a nice dress. We'll be there in five Dad, minutes. you listen. I have something I have to tell you. What? I'm pregnant. And I wanted it to end at the line, I'm pregnant. Because that's how, um, spoilers for the last season of Gilmore Girls. Gilmore Girls Day in the Life ends with, Mom, I'm pregnant. Mm -hmm. And it would have been really funny if <laughs> that just ended with, I'm pregnant. Click off. That's your lead into the next season. But then the devil says, Wait, who, who's the father? The senator. And right then I was like, ooh, if it ends there. Like, because she hates the senator. They yeah. had a, when would they have to? And then she's just. Well, it was before he died. Oh, right. Right, right, right. <laughs> of course. It takes time. I what? didn't have sex with the dead senator monster, if that's what well, you're implying. Well, I don't implying. know what you're doing half the time. Well, that's good, though, right? I have a monster baby growing inside me. You think that's good news? That's right. That's great. Like, I'll keep the mic and I'll take it. What? I have the cage already. What? I was mad that I lost the first monster. <sighs> Dad, I was kidding. Kidding about what? I'm not pregnant with a monster baby. I never had sex with a senator. I can't believe you were excited about this. I was trying to get you back for scaring me. That's so dumb. What a dumb joke. It's almost a good character moment for the two of them. It was almost like a really fun little bit. And like would have been a great cliffhanger before next season. But instead, it just kind of ends. And yeah. that's like, that's the end of the show. Yeah, which you were like horrified by. Well, here's the thing. When we started watching this show, uh, I remember saying after the, the dildo episode, I've only seen one more episode. Yeah. As we watched it, I was like, oh no, I've seen this one. I just don't remember it as fondly. Oh, I saw this one too. I just don't remember it as fondly. Yeah. Oh, I've seen all of these. I just really liked these episodes a lot. And these ones were just okay. Yeah, I... It's time to ask the question. Do you think this should stay doomed? This is a stay tuned for me. I think this could have used another season. And I think... Because one of the problems that we both agree on is Lucy's not in it enough. Right. Lucy's not much of a protagonist. But I think what they're trying to do is... Lucy is the protagonist of this show because she is... Pr the prophecy state she is. So she's the reluctant protagonist. Right. Uh, but what's kind of nice with these scenarios is it has written, it will come to pass that this is what Lucy will do. By starting the show off with her so removed from the idea of her doing that, the journey of getting to that point would have been very fun and interesting to watch. I agree. I think had the show focused... This would have been a stay tuned for me had the show not just gone off the rails in regard to Lucy. I mean, I think... I think it's fine that it did that. I, I think it's 100% you fine. You will never be able to justify the stand, Stuffed in the Fridge episode. The Stuffed in the Fridge, no. But, like, the idea that she is so far removed from all the ongoings, knowing that the end point is she will rule and rain down fire... Like, seeing the distance between those two points and being like, well, how the hell are we going to get there? If we had gotten to see those points yeah. where, by, you know, accident she ends up there, or we see her grow and want to be there, or some traumatic event happens, or something, 
there's enough question of, well, if we're starting here, how do we get there by the end of this? That I think there's enough mystery that I really want to see. I think you should have, like, one or two moments where, like, if she'd snapped and killed Whitehead's son. Yeah, I think... Or, like, I think we needed to see a little more from her this season. Mm -hmm. But I agree, this could have benefited from another season. I think, uh... I think we needed to understand the relationship between her and the DJ more. Like, there's never really a reason we get that she likes him, because he's kind of a crappy person. Yeah, and I I think that's done on purpose, because, like, we need to cheer for Lucy and dislike the Messiah for the show to work. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's, like, there's a reason for that. But, uh... I don't think this show did enough jo- uh, of a good job justifying the need for a season two. Yeah. Like, because the, the season ends... And it's probably really expensive to produce, too. Well, the season ends with the senator is dead. Lucy still really doesn't have much motivation... To, or direction, yeah. ...to do what she's supposed to be doing. The devil is still not a great driving force in that. At the end, we really don't see what happens to Becky. She's probably still just frustrated things aren't going well. We don't really see what happens with Jesus or with Jesus. The only things that are like known buttons that need to get pushed in this show are how does Lucy rain down fire and when does Judas betray Jesus? Because that's clearly what's going to happen. And when do the special clergy realize? Yeah. Who Lucy is. Mm-hmm. And like, while I can sit back retrospectively and be like, if they'd given this time, knowing what they can do with Bob's Burgers and Archer now. Yeah. Like, I want to see that happen. But in that moment, watching that season finale, there's not a lot of like, well, this needs 12 more episodes. The show lacked a major arc. Yeah. I mean, it's Adult Swim. They weren't known for their storytelling at the time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, other than Venture Brothers, which is a massive hit, and, like, they tried with Frisky Dingo, which I also enjoy, but there wasn't, like, major storytelling in Adult Swim shows. They're yeah. all shows that usually... That you could watch while you were stoned. Yeah, you could watch while you are stoned, or it could exist in a vacuum where, like, I throw on any episode and it's fine. There yeah. is a bit of a plot and progression in this one. But it's very loose. Yeah. And uh, there's just not enough in it to make you be like, well, I need to know how this story ends. Yeah. So I'll, a tentative stay doomed for me, too, I would say. You, you, oh, I said stay tuned. Oh, a tentative stay tuned, rather. Stay tuned for me. Uh, But, like, new writers. I don't, I don't even think it needs new writers. No, it needs new writers. Uh, we We always kind of run into this with Adult Swim where, like, the gender issues need to be addressed. The, the but gender... Adult Swim, literally Adult Swim, needs to address gender issues as a whole. Mm-hmm. Because, like, the only really good female character in Adult Swim at this point is Louise and Tina. And yeah. Linda. Sorry, Linda Belcher. When I say no new writers, I think when you say new writers, you're saying add writers, not replace writers. Yeah. Because I think the ones that are there are good, but they could use some more eyes. Yeah, I think... Um, also, I'm not sure if you, this came up in your research. Is this show improv Because Home Movie was, was improv It didn't say it was improv Okay. Because there are moments where it But this feels improv It sounds yeah. very improv uh, So, like, I'm curious if, you know, 
how much of it was uh, I'm going to make a fat joke because improv and how much of it was like, oh, mention Lucy's weight. We're going to make that a thing. Ugh. Um, yeah, I don't... I don't love this show. So... I can understand not loving it. But I could see where it could be really good. Especially, like, Exticles, uh, the people involved went on to do much better things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm kind of glad it died, because if it hadn't died, would we have Bob's Burgers? Yeah, it, I think it's good, but, like, I wouldn't put it up against Bob's Burgers. No. I wouldn't put it up against Archer. Uh... I wouldn't put it up against Metalocalypse. I don't know why I brought Metalocalypse up. I don't know either. Oh, because Brendan Smalls. That's I was connecting it through home movies. Ah. I, I, I actually wouldn't put this up against home movies. I think home movies is a better show than this. I still think this is good, though. Yeah, I, I could see where it deserves a, another chance, maybe. Um, so next week's show. Oh, okay. I thought maybe you'd have a little bit more trivia. I really didn't. Uh, nothing, there nothing wasn't that much up? out on this one. Okay. Uh, adult swim shows kind of had this weird thing where they, like, Sort of existed in this quasi-vacuum unless they got big. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so our next show is going to be a, a, a Fifth Monday episode. Yes. Which we haven't done before. And we decided on uh, months with five Mondays, like this October, uh, we're going to do something weird in the last Monday. Something special. And so we are going to watch uh, Crybaby Lane. Yes. The Nickelodeon film that... For 15 years, had it aired only once. Mm-hmm. But then they re-aired it last year. Yeah, so um, it was buried and tucked away. Was it? Should it have been tucked away, or should people know about this and be brought back? To, yeah, to and life? we're going to have a special guest for the first time. Yes, from the Party of One podcast, Mr. Jeff Stormer will be joining us here. Uh, to promote his RPG, Mission Accomplished. Yes, which is out now, uh, so if you want to support that. Yeah, I'll the Kickstarter's live. Yeah, I'll, I'll um, supply a link for that as well. Uh, also, it should be uh, noted that next month is Backdoor Pilots Month. Yep. These are pilots that they snuck into existing television shows to see if they could create a spinoff. Yes. Uh, up now, and there should only be a few days left by the time this is up, uh, is a poll uh, on which episodes we should do. We found a bunch. We know they're readily available. We want to know from you which ones you'd like to see us discuss. Yeah, there's... There's one we think we're going to do, mm-hmm. because I've been pushing real hard. But we're, we're going to leave it up to you. Oh. So, so, you know, we don't want to influence you influence you guys. No, I totally do want to influence But you guys. we might just ignore you guys. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the poll is up there on Plus Two Comedy. It'll probably also be cross-linked into the Stay Doomed Facebook page. Yeah. Go vote and uh, decide what we're going to be watching in the month of November. All right. And uh, we're still trying to decide what we want December's theme to be, per se. Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, if you have ideas for that, where can they reach out to us? Uh, you can reach out to us at the Stay Doomed Show at gmail.com or Twitter at Stay Doomed or Facebook Stay Doomed. Yes, and if you want to go to Burning Man, uh, I'm at TV's Noah on Twitter. And if you want to complain about the treatment of women in adult swim shows, I'm at Priorities. And if you want to see us live, check us out at South Jersey Geek Fest, where we'll be taking part of Cosplay Pro Wrestling over in uh, Woodbury Heights, New Jersey. That is Saturday, the 27th of October. Correct. Until next time, stay doomed. Going to Burning Man. Going to Burning Man. Going to Burning Man. Going to Burning Man.